0: we go <laughs> hey everyone i'm latara hi i'm laura and you're listening to passions, passions podcast. podcast we're working on episode episode what of passions
1: episode 14, 14 of, of passions. passions 14 and 15 Yes, and this is our thirteenth episode
0: of the, no, eleventh episode. episode of the podcast. We are right.
1: watching Passions episode fourteen. This is podcast episode eleven. Yeah, and if you wanted to listen to two people talk over themselves constantly, you've come you've to the come right place. place. <laughs> we did it again. We're constantly doing it. I so just, I can't shut up. This episode
0: is so was so good.
1: Again. Episode
0: fourteen is. So good! And I can't wait to get back out there and watch episode fifteen. It gave me everything I needed. So many things in, in one episode. See, the oh the build up is worth it, right? It, and oh,
1: so I don't even. I don't know where to begin.
0: Well, let's be. Let's start at the beginning. Let's start at, at the, the very, very beginning. beginning. A very A good place it was nice to start. To start. I don't A know very the words. nut place <laughs>
1: to start. No. A so, very not.
0: At the very beginning, we started the... Yeah, let's do this part first. The stupid coffee shop stuff. Yeah, the
1: coffee shop. And
0: I I hope you took good notes, because I never take notes about these fucking kids. I hate them.
1: I did take notes, but I tend to zone out a little bit.
0: Yeah, me too. So...
1: Yeah, so it's, like, very lackluster. scattered at best. Well, okay, so the episode starts
0: at the coffee shop with the kids, and what's her name... Jessica? Is it Jessica with the beeper? Isn't
1: that where it starts? It's Kay and Simone. Oh no, it starts with Kay and Simone. Yeah. Okay. They're talking about this Project Naked Man. They're talking about Project Naked Man. They go into the details of what Mr. Harmony, the contest, is going to be. But essentially, the dudes have to show up in a swimsuit. A swimsuit. I cannot talk. Um, All the participants, the men, have to show up in a swimsuit, but they haven't been told why, so the fact that they've even agreed to participate is absurd. Completely. And by by a teenage girl. Yeah.
0: Right, a teenage girl came up to you, a grown man, and said, hey, you want to compete in this contest? Just bring your swimsuit tomorrow. Right. And you were like, yeah, that sounds legit. This definitely
1: is not a hot hunk contest. (laughs) I slept for like four hours for the past three days. I, my brain isn't working. I'm I'm sorry sorry. you're not getting very good sleep. I'm sleeping like a log. Yeah. Uh, the Corona depression has really set in. It's in my bones. It's in, I feel it in my bones. Feel it in my fingers. I'm
0: having the reverse like Corona depression where I'm just sleeping
1: deeply. That's nice. It's the only way to get away from it. I know. I can't escape it. Yikes. It's inescapable. It's just running through my mind constantly. Well, we can escape into Harmony. Oh, let's do it. Harmony, Massachusetts? Is question mark? N- no. It's I Harmony think so. U- I prefer Harmony USA. Right. No, she just... We'll, go, we'll get to okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at the sandwich shop, the coffee shop, whatever the heck this place is. The girls are talking about the Mr. Harmony contest. Uh, Luis and Miguel and Whitney are sitting at a separate table just chit-chatting about... Uh, Teresa's first day at the cannery, and Luis is actually kind of sweet, and he's like, oh, we should throw a party to celebrate her first day at the cannery. Yeah. And Whitney, why don't you bring some nice, normal guys? Let's get her mind off of this this Ethan Crane nonsense. Yeah. And so they're, so they're going to throw a party for Teresa. Mm-hmm. Then we cut back to... Uh, no Friends Jessica. G- yeah,
0: Jessica, who's reading a book at this coffee shop by herself. And the beeper goes off that she stole, or, you know blackmailed from her sister. Right. Uh, here's the thing about this beeper, and I asked this question multiple times in this episode. <laughs> so, the beeper goes off. It's the mysterious man, Kay's secret, secret admirer. admirer or whatever. Then Jessica calls the number on a cell phone. What's the point of the beeper? I, I, I don't understand. She calls the number on the cell
1: phone. Why did she want her sister's pager if she has a cell phone? Is it because... Cell phones didn't have texting capability yet because remember on the beeper they were leaving messages like like text textual messages. It's fully
0: possible, but but two way pager technology with text that two way pager technology. By the time we had that, we had
1: texts on cell phones. I uh, I don't I don't know.
0: I'm trying to. That, pull- which is why pagers completely became completely. Useless. Obsolete. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. She so she calls him back on her cell phone that she had in her pocket the the entire time. <laughs> Turns out, as I as predicted, the mysterious man was Reese. We find out from Kay talking to Simone that Kay does not like Reese at all. She thinks he's a dork, he's a yeah. geek, he's not cool. I and she really I mean she's really kind of mean about it.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of gross that Simone is basically like, remember, he's Miguel's best friend, so you have to be nice to him.
0: Yeah,
1: well... Like, that's the only reason to be nice to a person? That, right.
0: I don't necessarily think it's gross, but your point is correct. That's the only reason you're going to be nice to him, you is because just, just he's friends with a guy you like? You, you should, should just be nice yeah. and be a decent, a decent person. Yeah. Okay? But Simone, I think, is saying that as a friend to her, like, you're being a real bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody's gonna, no one's gonna like you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I need Simone to be fleshed out a little bit more. We don't really see anything of her other than like the, she's the just friend there to be a scene partner for Kay. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's annoying. Kay is really nasty. Jessica's nasty too. She uh, calls the pager number and says, "Oh, we should talk," and they end up meeting like. Outside, outside in like the bushes, like so. Her (laughs) and Reese are talking, yeah. So, Reese tells Kay that he has a crush. No, Reese tells Jessica that he has a crush on her sister Kay, and then Jessica, I guess, is just hell bent on destroying her sister's life and is like, Oh, well, she's pathologically shy, so you should tell her. You You should should tell her, but I know of a way that we can get you two together and that. Basically, she's like, you need to come to the carnival tomorrow and so, be in the Mister Harmony. Yeah, so thing. she's gonna try and get him in the Mister Harmony contest so that he wins the prize of going on a date with Kay. And I think she's gonna succeed. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think Kay's plan was faulty from the beginning.
0: I think it's always been a really flimsy plan. Yeah. Um, Not well thought out. But I don't think it's going to work out in any way that she thought it was going to work. She's going to end up on a date
1: with Reese. She is. She also told... The group at one point, she's like, "Oh, it was my mom's idea." Like she tried to say that she, it was. Oh, she racist. calls Ethan.
0: Yes, she calls Ethan because she says, "Oh, I'm gonna call that guy that I met at the at the festival today." Which can we talk about this too? Why does Teresa know who Ethan is and has seen him in magazines, and everybody knows who she he is? But this other
1: teenage girl has no clue who he is. Right. You would think that his identity would be well known and, you know, his yeah clout in the community is well documented. Like, she should know who he is. So right? she looks at the little piece of paper that he wrote his name and number on and she says, yeah, this guy,
0: Ethan, I'm going to call him and make sure he's going to do the contest tomorrow. And she says, and I don't, I mean, I don't know his last name. He didn't write his last name. So she just calls him and says, hey, just making sure you're still going to do this stupid contest tomorrow. And he, he <laughs> was like, oh, I actually completely forgot about it. And she says to him, oh, well, we were really looking forward to it. And we really need you to be in this contest. And my mother, Grace, planned all of this. And I don't, because he says, well, I don't re- What is it? I don't know what it is. And she says, well, my mom, I don't know really what it is. I'm just helping her out.
1: Yeah, so she kind of starts passing the buck.
0: Yeah, she's lying. She's, Kay isn't doing it for me no. at
1: all in any capacity. No. I don't like her. I, well, we're not supposed to. I mean, she's she's nasty. She's just not, she's not, she's not nice. She's not nice. She's mean to everybody. She's like trying to spin the spider's web, but she's not very good at it. Mm-hmm. And, and I hate how much time they spent on this. Yeah, there was a lot of time dedicated to it in this episode. Yeah. So let's finish everything up at the coffee shop. The kids are outside in the bushes because they catch Jessica and Reese and of course her sister thinks that they're like making out or something and she's, like, she's like mom and dad are gonna be so mad you're fooling around, blah making blah blah. Making fun of her. Making fun of her in front of everybody. And then Jessica comes up with this weird story about like a rare Oh, I came out of the coffee
0: shop and I heard a noise over here and it turned out to be Reese and he was looking for a rare bug because you know he's
1: Mr. Biology. He always gets A's in biology. And then Miguel's like, That is true. Miguel says, Reese is the man when it comes to bugs <laughs> which might be the episode title. Reese it's such is an the absurd man when line. it comes to bugs. Reese is the man when it comes to bugs. Yeah.
0: So, that's, like, basically where we end there, right? That's basically
1: it with them. Okay, great. Yeah. Who who cares? Who cares? Let's move on to Sheridan. Yeah, Sheridan. Yeah,
0: let's do Sheridan next. Okay.
1: So, Sheridan, in the end of the last episode, the Roger's goon... Had is put like a bomb. had put a bomb on the car, and he's like, is the, as soon as the ignition goes on, then the car's gonna explode. And so we see Sheridan's car going, and she starts to drive, and she has the trouble she getting has it trouble started, getting it to start,
0: which makes you think this has been tampered with. Also, I heard very distinct beeping when the car started. Mm. Went beep 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 beep. So we
1: were like, okay, at some point this car's gonna explode. Yeah, what are they gonna do to Sheridan?
0: Well, Sheridan's driving, 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 then we cut back to Jean-Luc and Mimi, and they get into Mimi's car to follow Sheridan, and it explodes! explodes. <laughs> it explodes horde. Yeah, it explodes, goes kablooey kablooey immediately immediately that 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 i told you that guy's a pro yeah they got me though they really. Like, i was like yeah. worried for
1: sheridan and then boom me too the other car. it was
0: on the uh, the bomb was on the other car so Jean luc and
1: Mimi are dead dead, dead. Gone. all the way dead gone
0: gone gone,
1: gone. <laughs> robbins um, is
0: gone robbins is gone but then we see sheridan driving mm-hmm. you know she's upset And she parks within view of the Eiffel Tower. She kind of parks her car. And then Sheridan breaks down. She has like a breakdown. And honestly, this was the most I have ever related to Sheridan Crane. Because who hasn't had that horrible moment in their car where Mm. everything's life's just piling on Mm. and you just
1: cry? You're just crying. Just Sitting in your car, crying, driving down the highway, crying, trying not to crash anybody because all the tears, every thought obstructing your view.
0: This was actually—I don't know—it was really interesting to watch too for me because the acting was pretty good. Mm -hmm. The you could see it was like all of those thoughts coming into her head. She wasn't say. Luckily, this time they weren't making her say everything out loud. Yeah, they were making her emote. They were letting her act, have the thoughts that, and letting us like decipher what she was thinking
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i've had those thoughts those feelings and your face kind of contorts and you just
1: <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> oh. you just it had a good. little breakdown yeah and she... I, I i don't know i felt i actually felt bad for her and teared up and... yeah my heart went on to her it really did especially She's been making such terrible choices, and I've been so unsympathetic to her that in this moment, and I agree with you, I think it's good that the writers just kind of let her actually emote and act rather than having to soliloquize everything, and I, I felt for her. I did. Good. It was good. It was sad, don't get me wrong, but it was a good moment in the show, yeah. and, and she's starting to win me over now. Yeah,
0: we're, we're taking a turn. We're making a little turn with yeah. Sheridan, yeah. and we gave her a lot of shit, like an episode or two ago, we spent probably 35 minutes just shitting on (laughs) Sheridan Crane. So, you know, we're having... We're turning around our thoughts on her. But part of me thinks that maybe the writers made her so unbearable so that you do... When she does start to turn around, when you you start to have a little sympathy for her and that you start to really, really like her. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
0: I really i don't know i'm starting to she's starting to win me over like you said yeah yeah she's winning me over and jean-luc and mimi are dead as fuck they are so dead so roger calls the goon and says is it done basically and he says yep the bomb went off i heard it from down the road and he says well check and make sure that he's dead and check and make sure that the blonde woman that saw me is dead too Mm -hmm. now here's my question is this goon going to see Mimi's body, realize there was a second body there and just assume it was Sheridan? Or are they going to he is he gonna see Mimi's body and be like, oh
1: that's not Sheridan because she's a brunette? Well, realistically there would be no bodies because he used nine sticks of dynamite to blow up one car. <laughs> they were blown to smithere- smithereens. <laughs> smithereens. Smithereens. I mean there is there is nothing left. <laughs> Truly, there would be nothing left. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how this is gonna go. I assume assume the goon would lie about it i have no clue but i guess we'll find out we'll definitely we'll find out out. roger is not out of the picture you're not going to introduce a bad guy kill off these two characters that we've known from the beginning and then not see the bad guy again
0: and the person that
1: he the other person he wants dead is still alive right we know that and he doesn't And he doesn't yeah so Sheridan um, goes back to that church. I th- assume it's the same church that she had been at. I said it's probably in, like, Notre one. Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> it's probably Notre
0: Dame because she just she only goes to tourist attractions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: for such a, 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 for a worldly
0: a worldly woman. Yeah. She only
1: goes to she's the woman who comes to New York and only goes to Times Square. Yeah. She's the Francophile who doesn't speak French and only goes to landmarks. Okay, so she's at the church, she's praying and a nun overhears her and so they end up having a conversation. This American nun. Yeah, this, from American nun this from is from Boston. This is So this
0: goes back to what Laura was saying at the beginning where she said she thinks Harmony may be in Massachusetts. Yeah. I disagree, but the nun says, "Oh, I'm visiting from Boston
1: and Sheridan says, "Oh, I'm from Harmony.
0: You know, She's I, know like, oh, Boston I know Boston very well. pretty
1: well. I'm from Harmony, and also Grace Bennett was rescued from a fire in Boston. Yeah, like the, but, all these things are happening in but, in Boston area. So I feel like Harmony has got to be near Boston. It, okay, it, it, they have said multiple times it's New England,
0: mm-hmm. so it's like somewhere in the New England area. But they keep mentioning Which, Boston specifically th- twice. They mentioned Bo- Boston two. Times. What other cities have they mentioned specifically? New York." When earlier in the season, because you said you were like they said something about New York, and I said they people always oh, say something about yeah. New York. Uh huh. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So look, I'm gonna keep building a case for Boston.
0: I don't know why. I prefer Harmony USA. I like that it. it because it's just a random place. Yeah. It doesn't. It, you know, it's its own little the nook.
1: Limit does not exist. It's yeah. its own
0: little nook. But anyway, the the nurse, not nurse, the nun. None is from Boston, and they have a little conversation. She overhears Sheridan's prayer to God, pleading
1: with God, why won't you let me have love? Don't I deserve love? What am I doing that's wrong? Yeah. And the nun tells her, you know, God doesn't always give you the answers that you want, but if you open your heart, you will hear the message. And Sheridan starts talking to the nun and is, you know, I always choose the wrong men. I make bad choices. Like how could I not see the signs? And the nun says to her, "Perhaps you did and you just ignored them." She's, Which she did. She's Obviously She's talking didn't. some truth. She yeah. and and it's it's not unkind, but she's she's speaking some truth to Sheridan. Yeah. Probably for the first time ever because this woman has clearly been coddled. coddled. Yeah. You know, she she's not really been told the truth about many things I don't think, or at least not, you know, hasn't had to examine a hard truth before, like like this. And the nun tells her, I wish I knew her name, sister or something. Let's call her Sister Mary Clarence. Sister Mary Clarence. (laughs) 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 Tells her that maybe, you know, her love is back in harmony, back in her hometown.
0: And Sheridan says, harmony is the last place I would ever find love. Cut to... Luis rolling up to the Crane Mansion, so there's a little something, something about to happen there. Because think about it.
1: Luis hates the cranes. And of course he would fall in love with a crane. And Sharon wants to give away all her money. You know what I mean? Like, she's very different than all the cranes. So of course, like, yes, of course these two people think that they're going to, they're going to be at odds with each other. They f- think that they're on completely separate ends of the spectrum. They're going to love reality, each other. I think their viewpoints align. They're meant align. for one another.
0: They're they one, meant for one another. So, Luis pulls up to the crane mansion because he was there to pick up Pilar. He was going to, surprise her and pick her up because remember he had dropped her off there because she had a bad feeling about what was going on in the mansion which she was correct
1: mm. um, we'll talk about that yeah, here in a but minute
0: we'll come back to that well are we done with Sheridan? nope what is there? What's left with Sheridan? <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we are nowhere near done with Sheridan.
1: Okay. Sher- yeah, we'll come back to Louise. We'll come back Sheridan. to Louise. Because we got to finish talking about this, Latara. Okay. Sheridan-, so Sheridan tells the nun about her life, about how her mother died when she was very young, and that her father, Alistair, sent her away to boarding school after her mother passed. So she ha- did not have a, a, good, a happy childhood. Also, do we think that her mother is the is also Julian's That's mom? That's what or I said. I don't know. I just, so if I think this through, Julian is much
0: older than Sheridan, mm-hmm. like 20, 30 years. Probably about twenty years. Okay, I would say about twenty years. Mm-hmm. Julian is much older than Sheridan. So I and Alistair is like an an old guy. We haven't seen and Ju- him. We haven't seen him yet. But Louis says that. Ethan's going to be just like his dad and all the other cranes. So as far as like women go mm. and Julian is a womanizer. So I think Alistair probably was mm-hmm. too. And I, he probably has had multiple wives. Mm-hmm. I I would assume. Yeah. So I think they don't, They I don't think they have the same mother.
1: Okay. I think yeah. she had a younger mother than Julian. I, I think you're probably right. That makes sense to me as well. So she's talking with the nun, tells her about her childhood, says that she's not really sure if she would be welcome in harmony. She doesn't know if her brother Julian and his wife Ivy would even want to see her after what
0: happened. She says, Ivy and Julian probably wouldn't welcome me back, especially after what happened. Cut to... Flashback. A dark scene of young Sheridan, I assume, with long, flowing blonde hair. Sheridan or maybe
1: Ivy. It's a young blonde that we can only see from, like, kind of the side. It's definitely
0: it's definitely Sheridan. That, okay. there's, there's no way that's Ivy. Okay. With a white Victorian nightgown on, looking down at her hands that are covered in blood. Man. That's all we see. Then it cuts back to Sheridan. Mm-hmm. And she's
1: shaking, right? Her yeah. hands,
0: are, she's looking down at her hands. It's like she look. she's looking down at her hands just like she was
1: in the flashback. And sh- her hands are shaking. She's having a Macbeth moment. Yeah. Like out damn spot moment. Yeah. Um. She says she can't go back to the house and face the secrets from her childhood. And then she's like, a certain room. Yeah, especially a certain, there's a certain room. It trail's off. Everyone it's, says it's my fault. It was my fault. And so we
0: don't know something very bad happened to Sheridan in her childhood. Somebody
1: died, I, probably, I assume. Yeah, maybe she A bloody death? Them. I, don't know. I don't know. But no. it's very clear that she needs to confront her past in order to move forward. That much we know. So there's a... All these people have these juicy secrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're starting to come to light. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So Sheridan is headed back
0: to Harmony, we think. We because think. Because the Looks nun like basically tells her, "You maybe you need to go home and figure out what you need to do from there and mm-hmm. confront your loved ones and see what is there
1: yeah okay. if you don't have love for yourself and how can you if you don't confront your demons from the past then how are you going to find love now basically
0: rupaul as rupaul says if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love anybody else can i get an amen amen <laughs> now let the music play <laughs> this is the main event <laughs> are you ready <laughs> it's a whole new show oh, anyway turn the corner <laughs> anyway, so now, <laughs> Now that's the end of the Sheridan. That's the end stuff. of Sheridan. So let's go back to since we were talking about the cranes, let's mm-hmm. talk about Ivy and Julian. Sure. So like I said before, Luis is outside of the Crane mansion because he was going to pick up Pilar. His and sh- but she's already she has already left. Mm-hmm.
1: Now Before she left, she was having a conversation with Ivy. Right. She had basically convinced Ivy to put that gun away because she intervened before Ivy went in to shoot Julian. And then they have this conversation, and I think that the gist of it is true. Pilar tells Ivy that marriage is sacred, that it's worth fighting for. And I just wrote Pilar is great. Like, she's such a good actress. Like, Mm -hmm. the way she delivers these lines, is I, I think it's beautiful. It's weighted really well. However, I think that the... The the lines that she has to deliver are not well written. There's a lot of if he sees you looking beautiful, he'll love you again. It'll be like you've never sh- had a separate bedroom. Right. So so there's a Pilar, lot of if you have sex with him, he's gonna love you. It's not. I don't. I well, don't. I don't love the message.
0: Ivy tells Pilar, Julian doesn't want her. Right. She says he hasn't wanted me since our wedding night. You're the only person who knows what happened that night. Mm. So something happened
1: on their wedding night. Who knows? Do you think um, it's related to that flashback with Sheridan?
0: Ooh, oh. With the bloody hands? Maybe. I think a,
1: although, but then Sheridan would know, and she said Pilar's the only one who knows what the secret is.
0: Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I feel know. like
1: everything, the web just kind of
0: yeah, like
1: encases connected. the same people, so I'm yeah. trying to, like, make connections.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good maybe. I don't know. Oh, what's going to happen? But basically she says that Julian is not attracted to her, and that they haven't really spent any time together
1: and mm-hmm. slept together in years, and um, they've never shared a bedroom. They've always kept separate bedrooms. Yeah, they say that she says that in there. But
0: they've obviously had sex because they have children. Right, right. So, well, just because
1: you have separate bedrooms doesn't mean you're not right. You I'm just
0: saying. Sex. I it's true. He like, didn't want her, and their arrangement, I, I I assume, also included you must have children. Sure, yeah. yeah. Whatever their arrangement is. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, I I, yeah, what, but uh, you yeah. know what? I, I'm starting to think that this arrangement, I, I, at first I was like, oh, I bet Ivy got like money and stuff. But I think Ivy comes from money because it's, it's kind of like, how Ethan and Gwen, their families are pushing for them to be, Mm. they they keep saying they're pushing for this merger. Right. I wonder if it's the same thing, like Alistair was really pushing for a merger with her family.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. And so it was a marriage of convenience Mm -hmm. that they both kind of had to enter into without really having any feelings for each other. Yeah. Yeah. At some point they'll tell us. Hopefully. Yeah. I would like to know. They'll well, tell us because she remember she had that reaction when they said Sam Bennett's name. Oh yeah, she's got a whole another. There's, like there's a whole story. On. We
0: have thousands of episodes. Oh, we f- have
1: to figure it thousands out. Thousands of episodes. We're on fourteen. Anyway, we'll get there.
0: So Pilar does like you, like Laura said. She gives her this pretty bad advice. It's not I'm gonna, good.
1: I'm gonna get
0: the lingerie that you bought in Paris and get you all dolled up yeah, and I'll then do your hair. Maybe if you go to him tonight, and part of the part. Of the advice was, like, you should talk to him, which is good advice. Yes. The other part was, like, throw yourself at him, which was bad advice. Yeah. So they get Ivy all dolled up. And Ivy, like, plays into the whole thing. <laughs> plays into the entire thing with Pilar and have us kind of thinking, like, she has had a change of heart. Yeah. And then she opens the box and gets the key
1: to Julian's room, I yeah. guess. In the other wing. She has to go to the other she starts wing of to the house. Wa- she
0: starts to walk away and she goes, oh. And she walks back and gets her fucking gun. Yes, she does.
1: <laughs> Julian. She's going to shoot Julian. But
0: she's going to look damn good
1: doing yes, it. Yes, she is. <laughs> I love it because they showed us this this really short scene with Julian and Suzanne in, in his bedroom. Ugh. And she's like kind of in a weird maid-ish uniform. It was like a nurse hat. Ner- I don't know what it was. It was a was. dumb But it had like a
0: cross it had like an X on it. It was like a dumb <laughs> paper nurse hat. And it had it had like a black line across yeah. it. And a slip. It, yeah. She wasn't even in the nurse's Outfit, uniform, like a sexy nurse, Halloween costume. She was just in a slip and, and a paper hat.
1: And he was like crouching. Like Tarzan. Like Tarzan, like at the, on like a chest at the foot of the bed. And he, and he like. Ha- <laughs> Like a praying mantis just kind of had to like leap I, I onto know. the bed. It was fucking I weird, don't know man. what
0: this role play was, but <laughs> it was I, gross. I want no
1: parts of it. It was gross. And he says to Suzanne, he's like, oh, because sh- she's worried about maybe Mrs. Crane hearing or Ivy hearing them or something. And Julian tells her that Ivy has never, not one time, been in his bedroom. Yeah. And that her room is in a different wing of the yeah. mansion. But that doesn't stop her from bursting in. And shooting!
0: Julian. She shoots Julian. Well, we, so we think. So,
1: what happens is, did we hear the gunshot? We hear a gunshot. We hear Suzanne say, you shot Julian or you killed Julian, something like that. And then we see (laughs) Julian Suzanne sitting in the bed, cowering in the bed. And Julian has a pillow, like, over his face. So we don't see any blood. We don't see anything. But he's completely still with a pillow covering his face and torso. Right. And then... And then we see Ivy pull that gun out again. And we see her shoot. But it's a close-up of her hand on the gun. We don't see where she's aiming. she shot again. Yes, we don't know. She shot
0: twice. But while this is all happening, remember, Luis, a police officer... Was sitting outside of the Crane Mansion because he was there to pick up his mom, and she had already gone home. He had, had already talked to her, but he heard the gunshots and said, oh, "That came from inside the mansion." So he rushes into the mansion. I guess he's gonna find Ivy, maybe come upon a murder scene. Yeah, maybe a uh, get the biggest collar of his career. <laughs> huh? Yeah.
1: Oh goodness, what a mess! No, you know
0: what? He would he would let he would help her cover it up. Yeah, he hates Julian Crane. <laughs> yeah, he would he help her cover it up. He hates Julian Crane. Are you kidding? And his mom works there and... No, and he's, he's noble, though. He wouldn't let her... He wouldn't help her cover it up. Probably not. He's super noble. Aw.
1: So, Aww. So that's he's got, why... He's got a lot of rage, though. He, he hates he those cranes. He hates those cranes.
0: We... So that's all with the
1: cranes... Not the cranes, but with Julian and Ivy. Yeah, I think we really have to get to the New England cannery. We have to. I was saving it for last
0: because <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Let's get to the let's get to the New England Cannery. Tell them about it. What well, happens at the New England Cannery? Is that
1: what it's called? Now I can't. It is New England Cannery, cannery company. company, Canning Company, Cannery Company, New yeah, England Canning, Canning company. company. Whatever. Who cares? Who cares? So we
0: open, we open at the New England Cannery Company or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right where we left off, which is Teresa and Marge are at their fish cleaning station, and. Ethan, Gwen, and Chuck, the foreman, are, like, looming over Teresa. And uh, Teresa's eyes are wide because she heard Chuck say, and this is our fish cleaning station, Ethan. And she realizes, Ethan Crane is right behind me, and I look like a 1960s fisherman, you know? (laughs) So... mm. That's where we open this. And That's she right. she's like kind of frantically cutting her fish and just trying to not act suspicious, but she's very suspiciously trying to not be suspicious. Yes. <laughs> don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't
1: be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. You I don't know, know what that is? that is. What is that? It's from Parks and Rec. John oh. Ralphio and his sister. I have seen that show so many times, but I don't remember that particular song. Don't be song.
0: suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I was gonna do John Rappia. Flush with cash. I love yeah, Parks So of the record. Okay. good. So Ethan and Gwen and Chuck walk away, and the fish lady is like, "Oh,
0: is that your, is Ethan? That your
1: Ethan? Is that the same guy?" And Teresa's like, yeah, and she kind of, she actually kind of tells her everything. Mm-hmm. She talks about the fortune teller. She's just catching the viewers up. Mm-hmm. They, they, we, they need to tell us what's going on.
0: Yeah, she basically is like, why would you? Mar- so Marge, in this moment, realizes that Teresa's a lunatic. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. she uh, that's what I wrote. It was like, Marge realizes that Teresa is a lunatic, just like we all already know. She's yeah. a lovable, lovable lunatic. And she's it's like, mm, uh, Ethan Crane is the, Ethan that you were talking about, that you were like, is the guy that dumped you? And she's like,
1: yeah, well, not, co- not exactly. Yeah. She comes clean a little bit, but Marge does make a good observation. She's like, you know, That girl is not wearing an engagement ring. Mm -hmm. And Teresa's like, what do you mean she's not wearing an engagement ring? Maybe she turned him down. So she gets all excited about this. And then Gwen approaches her and says, oh, excuse me,
0: do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah. She comes to Teresa to ask her a question. And listen to this question. The question is, how many fish can you clean in an hour? Get
1: out of here, Gwen. Well, Gwen then gags, kind of spins around, and somehow drops the ring that was in her pocket, I guess, because it wasn't on her hand. Because Marge said that she didn't see one on her hand. Well, it was a ring. So remember, at the carnival, at one point
0: before he had proposed to her, he had won a ring, like a cheap ring,
1: at the carnival. Right? Isn't that the one he used to propose though? Because no, because he didn't have a ring. Oh, oh. Remember, he has he ha- he has not thought about this engagement. He right? Not prepared. Of course, he didn't have a ring for her.
0: It was the cheap one. You're along. right. I'm wrong. He proposed to her with like. A Cracker Jack box yeah. ring. Ugh. Yeah. Of course she said no. Of course she turned him down. I forgot about right, that. Right, so she
1: drops the drops the ring somehow, and Teresa picks it up and gives it back to her and basically confirms that they're not engaged. And uh, the fish lady, like Gwen walks away, and the fish lady, Marge, is like, what do you think his folks would say about this? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you two could never be. That. She's just one other voice echoing the sentiment of you and Ethan are not meant to be. It would never work out, right? Mm-hmm. So then what happens? Then Chuck comes over. This was this was like the dumbest part. It Chuck, was the best part. This was so stupid.
0: <laughs> was. Chuck comes over and says, Hey, Teresa, can you show Ethan a fish that you cleaned? What? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me? She's been working there for half an hour. At, at <laughs> the most. Tops. Half an hour. Tops. Nine hours ago, she burned down the burger hut. So ridiculous. So can you show Ethan a fish that you cleaned? Then Marge... Trying to be a good, a good Samaritan says, well, "Well, she's the kid's new. Why don't you let me do it?" I've been working for eighteen years. I know how to clean a fish. And Chuck says, "Well, she knows what she's doing and what she doesn't. And <laughs> your her apron isn't as sticky as yours. Then switch aprons. Yeah, like if I if I was running a company and the the CEO or head of this company showed up to." <laughs> To inspect, I would be putting
1: the most competent people in front of that person. But remember, Ethan wasn't supposed to be there until the next day. Right, They but, surprised him. But he, Marge is giving him a choice in this moment. Right, and he's making the wrong
0: choice. Yeah. Always. So, anyway, he's like, no, 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 no. Teresa can do it. So then Teresa, I wish you could see me, but you can't, holds out a fish to the side and turns her head to the other direction. <laughs> And is like, here, Mister Crane. Here's a fish that I cleaned. Look at it. And he's looking at it, and he says, "Good job." And she gets so excited <laughs> by that that she turns and looks at him and goes, oh, "Thank you, and he, and he looks back
1: at her and has like horror. the flashbacks of like all the the disgusting things that she has dumped on him. A look of horror comes upon his he face he freaks
0: out completely he's it's you oh my god and she's no and she's frantically trying to explain to him and no even no you have to believe me i didn't do any of that on purpose and then she slaps in chum hits that stupid ass release bucket <laughs> and the nastiest <gasps> nastiest sludge
1: falls from the ceiling onto ethan crane's Head, and it, and doesn't, stop. it, it doesn't, doesn't stop it doesn't stop it's and it, it's supposed to be fish heads and guts but it just looks like hundreds of pounds of sardines he and no oil. i eat sardines it that looked, didn't look
0: like sardines it, at all it lo- it looked like moldy mushrooms it looked yeah like slime like moldy mushrooms that have started to decay completely yeah. and like it, but it was, like, a pinkish color, because yeah. so there's, like, bloody... It was nasty. It was nasty. Disgusting. It, You know what it looked like? It
1: looked like
0: placenta.
1: <laughs> you know what it looked like? What? In the Lord of the Rings, when the orakai are being birthed out of the earth... Yeah! It looks like that weird, like, cocoon goo that kind yeah. of encases them. The, like the,
0: or oh, the goo in um The Matrix, when they're in that yes. stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, when he comes out of the stuff in the Matrix. It That's exactly like, what it looks it like. It looks like
1: futuristic pink, pink. silicon goo. It was nasty. It, it was, was disgusting. Really and I actually gross. felt very
0: bad for him. I was literally clenching my mouth as <laughs> if I was being doused in it. I was like, I hope he just hold, just hold oh, your breath, yeah. man. And he slips and he he falls <laughs> <laughs> and he can't and he get, can up. get up because it's was laying under this bucket i mean oh, it guy. just keeps going and going yeah so it was it, so it was an
1: epic disaster
0: it was amazing truly. Teresa has spilled let's count them up okay blue paint. blue paint on this man old she, pop and like yes milkshake milkshakes Barbecue sauce A and of
1: barbecue sauce. and
0: now fish guts on this man. <laughs> it's just getting progressive. She she's just getting progressively worse. What could she's pos- esca- she's escalating? What could
1: possibly be next? You, are they going to up the ante no, again? Can't, this has possibly. to be it. This
0: has to be the final. This has to be like, it. like there's
1: no more places in town
0: for her to work. Remember? Yeah. There's nowhere else for her to go. That's true. Yeah. Next, she has to
1: rescue him. Next, she has to start working at the Crane Mansion. Oh shit. Her mom gets her a job at the crime yeah. Mansion. I think that might. I think that maybe might her happen. mom gets sick and she has to stay home, so Teresa mm, goes to fill in to fill for in. her as the housekeeper. Yeah, who
0: knows? Or Suzanne gets fucking fired. Oh Suzanne yeah, gets so, a fired, so a job up.
1: opens up. Teresa comes and works in the crane mansion. Yeah, and Ivy really likes Pilar. Yeah, we're she- about to we're about to get this. We got it figured out. Oh, my God. We should write for this show it's, that ended 10 yeah, years ago. Yeah, it's canceled now. <laughs> it's canceled. We're going to bring it back. We're going to write the revival. So
0: that happens, and that that's, happens. that's the end of Teresa yeah, in this. Yeah, the fish lady's
1: like, you got to go, girl. Yeah. She's like, you got to, let's get you out of here.
0: <laughs> She's trying to get her out of there, and the foreman's like, stop that girl. Yeah, I think we Even Ethan, though they don't go anywhere, even though they don't go anywhere. So they, Ethan was always like, stop that girl. I
1: made it. Yes. Yeah, that happened. Someone does.
0: Um, But that's all because we didn't get any Tabitha stuff. We didn't get any Grace Seeker charity yeah. stuff. Yeah. We have a lot of
1: teenagers.
0: Well, and the, you know, they gave us a lot of Grace and, te- and Seeker and charity. I told you, they gave us too much. Not too much, but they gave us a lot at once. And, and I figured it would be a while before we see those two people come together. Mm. Those twins, you mm-hmm. know. And
1: yeah we're getting all the other stories together mm-hmm. now do you think that we'll finally be on day three yeah in the next episode because it's nighttime the, now And the episode next episode
0: 14. the next episode the day will turn okay has to because it's nighttime like you said it's nighttime now there's not a lot more to happen this night yeah although we got to get deal with A possible murder. Yeah, Roger.
1: We gotta Um, clean well oh I'm sorry. We gotta deal with multiple
0: murders. Oh yeah, plus (laughs) Ivy. Oh my god, so
1: many murders. (laughs) We've already had two possible murders. We have a a twin three three possible murders. Three possible murders, a twin situation, magic. Mm Mm-hmm. Evil versus good. There's angels. Yeah. There's so much happening. Fish guts. Fish oh. It was gross. And a propo- two proposals that were turned down. Yeah, by the same couple. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Uh, enjoy this message. <music> Alright, welcome, welcome, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back from the break. Welcome back from the break. We're getting into episode 15. Episode 15 of Passion. This one flew by. It went by very quickly. Um, it started with... <laughs> Tabitha doing get enchantment and I didn't recognize her cuz we have seen her in this uh gypsy fortune teller for costume so for long. 10 episodes yeah. and I don't know these characters very well so I, when she came on the screen I for a split second I caught up quickly yeah. but for a second I was like who the fuck is this woman really
0: it was tabitha yeah, it was tabitha going room
1: sticks and bees bubbles and
0: boils and toils econom and not to that's from wicked That's an enchantment that Elphaba does. Anyway. It
1: started to sound like the circle of life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's doing an an enchantment at the top of this episode. So the top of this episode, to me, was very frantic. So, because Mm. so much has happened, that at the very beginning of this episode, we start with Tabitha doing her fucking enchantment, and then it, like, quickly goes to Ivy with her gun, and then it goes to... Kay and what's her name talking about Naked Man and then it's just like Really really quickly catching us up On what we have learned
1: Right well this is episode 15 So this would be a Friday episode So they're trying to wrap everything up As uh, neatly as they can Before moving into the weekend right You know they're trying to catch everybody up but yeah, so we start off, I agree, I do think it's it's split a lot. Like, here's a quick scene, here's, a, like, even faster than To the normal. point that I couldn't, I just didn't take notes at the beginning. Yeah. Because I was just like, I, okay. The, these are all things that have
0: already happened, except for the enchantment. Yeah. That was new. I know. That's I, new I, information. I immediately started. And
1: it was amazing. Every time she does magic, I'm down for it. And it's so t- cool. And Timmy was really scared
0: by her enchantment. Timmy was you He's scaring Timmy. Poor Timmy's funny. afraid of everything, he now. He is. He's a little scaredy
1: cat right But now. that's just
0: because he's like not a human he's never yeah. been alive he's a doll he that came to, to life yesterday
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> lest we forget uh, yeah he <laughs> came to life yesterday we're still in day two That's damn right. so much is the happened. sun the sun i think is gonna set and we're gonna have a new day on monday i think yeah and by on monday i mean i think of the show
0: this night is done i it has to it be. has to be
1: it's been going on for so long. Ten episodes. We Ten have to, full episodes. We have to get to the Mr. Harmony contest. Yeah, That's we're what getting this there. Is leading up to. But, all right, so we're with Tabitha. She's casting a spell. She's doing an enchantment. And she says that she's got to get rid of that woman, Faith, and her daughter, Charity. So we find out that Seeker's name is, is faith. faith. Grace, Faith, and Charity. Is there a hope and a love in there?
0: Mm, maybe. Yeah, so Seeker's name is Faith, so now we have an, a real
1: name to give her. Yeah. Which is great, because I was really getting tired of Seeker. Yeah. Tabitha says that charity is the one that they need to fear and that the girl possesses a power that she doesn't even know that she has. And if charity and faith come back to harmony, then Tabitha's life work, her entire life's work will be thwarted.
0: Correct. Her life's work will come undone. Just like Grace. Poor Grace still undone she's very undone well and so tabitha wants to stop faith and charity from doing good and she like shudders when she says <laughs> she wants her daughter to do good and she's Ugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so funny to me that they try to pass off tabitha and timmy like evil characters because they really aren't doing anything yeah evil. no they... although i guess they did you know steal souls the goofball. That, that that well, thing. Timmy
0: didn't do anything.
1: That's right. Timmy. He Timmy's. made some Martimis. Martimmies. One of the, our listeners put that on the Instagram the other day and it made me giggle. Yeah. It, it was something about like the Harmony Soda. Like what is yeah. in this stuff? And she's like, oh, I think it's a Martimmie. Yeah. <laughs> he And he brings it up again. Martimis. Yeah, look at that.
0: Um. Anyway, so yeah, she's doing this enchantment. That to me, again, this episode to me was a little all over the place. It was short. It went by really quickly, but it I had a hard time focusing.
1: There wasn't because, a lot of new information. Yeah. Really. Well, and
0: Tabitha at one point, so she's doing this enchantment, and then Charity and Faith are at their home outside of Harmony, wherever they live, and they hear howling, and. I assume that that was Tabitha's enchantment, right? That is causing this howling noise.
1: Oh. Right. I was hoping for a werewolf myself. <laughs> I, I don't think we're that far in yet.
0: But this enchantment is causing this howling. And I do think it's like a beast.
1: Yeah. I do think
0: it's some sort of beast that she has conjured, like a, a hell
1: beast uh-huh. or something. Because we hear like that scratching right. sound at Faith and Charity's home. At
0: Faith and Charity's house, they hear this howling. And Charity says, oh, it sounds like a wounded animal. I should go check on it. It's the middle of the night.
1: You hear howling.
0: Scary howling. Not like whimpering.
1: whimpering. Not like, oh, I'm in pain, help me. Howling. A howl that says stay the fuck away unless you want to become a werewolf. Uh, Unless you want to be eaten by wolves. So she,
0: her bright idea is, oh, I should go out and check on it and make sure that it's okay. What are you, and, and faith is a bad mom because <laughs> wow
1: sweeping statements from Latara. <laughs> no 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 F- because instead of she's taking faith to task instead
0: of saying to charity that's stupid go to your room she's just like i don't know charity maybe you shouldn't what you know what my mom would have said to me Get, get your ass. <laughs> Take your ass to your room. We are not dealing with wolves tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight, Satan. Not tonight. So, so anyway, Faith maybe No, she's not a bad mom. She's not a bad mom. She's, she's not the best, though.
1: She is as much of a mess as Grace is. Really. She cowers a lot. She's very afraid. She's constantly frightened. She's cowering all the time. But you know what? Maybe I'm we just don't know enough
0: about her yeah, and what their story is really yet. Because whatever is scaring her, she it seems that is legit. Like she's she, terrified. So, she, she put a cross on the door
1: of their mm-hmm. house. Charity notices it and says, "Why? What did you do? Why did you put another cross up?" Yeah, she's like, <laughs> "We've got angel statues everywhere. There are relics all over the place. Like, why do we have another cross?" And she says, "Like you you you're, you've gone a little too far with this." She says uh, she basically Charity
0: Basically, I think thinks faith is like nuts. Yeah, right. And she she's, loves her mom. She but does, she's but she thinks worried. she's a little crazy. And she says there's too many things in this house to ward off evil. It's like, don't you think you have enough things in this house to ward off evil? <laughs> and then Faith gives Charity a necklace with a cross, a cross necklace. Yeah. She says, you know what? It would make me more comfortable if you would wear this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, so that made me notice also. So Charity now has this little cross necklace. And then I realized that Faith is wearing a rosary which for those of you who don't know is something that in the Roman Catholic faith you use to you use a rosary to basically to guide your prayers a specific set of prayers you have to do it in a certain way and, and all this but you certainly wouldn't wear one wearing one is actually quite offensive and like around your neck wearing one around your neck yeah. no it is to it's it's to be held yeah and you each bead represents a different prayer in the order that you're supposed to say them so like the fact that she's wearing one is Actually very confusing. As someone who's supposed to be warding off evil, you're inviting one in. She doesn't know. She 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 doesn't doesn't know. She's just
0: taking on any relic she possibly can,
1: (laughs) right? She probably
0: has, you know, goblets and all sorts of things, chalices, (laughs) to to ward off evil. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Maybe they're, they're, I don't know. I just kind of, because I was raised Catholic, of course, I'm just immediately, that's where I go to. But they don't have any crucifixes. They have crosses. You know what I mean? Right. Anything with Jesus on on it. So it's it's obviously like a different sect, like of Protestantism or something. I don't think there's I don't
0: think there's any thought
1: behind it. It's just like
0: crosses, good. Satan, bad. I don't think there's any like oh they're Episcopalian. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? These are Methodists. Yeah, Methodist woman. I don't don't think that's that. I think it's just anything with a cross on it, angels, anything that alludes to like Christianity overall. Ah, that's good. That's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a soap
1: opera. It's a soap opera. It's a soap opera, Laura. Remember <laughs> that bomb? Ah, I forgot about the bomb. Remember that was last that, episode. what that bomb looks like? Gosh, they killed them the last, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Man, oh, man. Rest in hell. <laughs> Jean-Luc. 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 Mimi. Not Mimi. I hope nah, she rests in peace. Mimi. I feel bad for Mimi, I do really. feel bad for Mimi. She just got roped into that man's nonsense. And then yeah. she got blown up. Blown to smithereens. So then, Faith <laughs> is praying to the cross heavily. She's terrified. She's very worried. She's—I mean—she's just surrounded herself with religious icons, and then is praying and says, "I won't let you in. I won't let you destroy her." She's very worried about her daughter.
0: Right. So there's something clawing. She says, "Something." Yeah. She's so Charity goes to bed. The howling stops. Charity's like, "Okay, well, the howling stopped. I'm going to go to bed." And then Faith is sitting at, like, her computer, I guess. And more chat room work, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. And then the sound changes. She then hears a new sound, and it's, like, a scratching sound. And she says, something's trying to get in. Mm -hmm. And that's when she goes to the door and kind of... She goes to the door, kneels in front of the door, takes the cross, her new cross, off the door, (laughs) holds it in her hands and starts to, like... Pray, I guess, and
1: say, don't, I won't let you in. And Yeah, and then she passes all the way out. Yeah. She, like, falls to the floor, crossing hands. Yeah,
0: she says, it, I, what does she say? Not I'd rather die, but she says, like, take me instead, basically. Yeah, yeah. But it, this is why this episode was a little bit hectic for me. This is happening at the same time that Tabitha, Ta- at some point, Tabitha, is, after she does her enchantment, she's carrying Timmy, like, around Harmony, Harmony, for
1: whatever reason. Yeah, because she goes and spies on the kids. It's it's so, it doesn't make
0: any sense. And then nothing happens. She goes out. She doesn't do anything. She comes back home. And then she hears the noise, the same scratching noise that Faith is hearing. And this is why I think this is what Tabitha has conjured. Because Timmy can't hear it. Oh. Right. Timmy okay. can't hear it. He says, "What are you talking about, Tabitha? I don't hear anything." She says, so, she goes, "Oh, it's getting louder. It's getting louder." And I don't think she knew exactly
1: what she was conjuring. She just was like calling for help from from the depths. Oh, see, I would I actually thought that it was a third party. I didn't think it had anything to do with what Tabitha had had whatever spell she had cast, but mm-hmm. what you're saying makes way more sense than what I had thought it was. Yeah. And that makes sense why maybe Timmy couldn't hear it. Okay, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, and it sounded like um like a rake being dragged over concrete. You know what I mean? It was. It wasn't like a fingers on a chalkboard, fingernails on a chalkboard kind of situation. It was just. Yeah, and it didn't sound scary. It didn't sound like sc- scratching.
0: I don't know. It didn't sound it didn't like sound scratching. like an animal. And they kept calling it scratching. Yeah, it didn't, it
1: sound, didn't sound like, like <laughs> scratching to me at all. It Sounded like yeah, like something being dragged maybe. Yeah, slowly. But it didn't sound. It sound like, like like that. It sounded like a rake being dragged on concrete, like, like I just did. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but she the, she he stops to make that observation about the kids. We'll talk to them in a minute, and basically just says, "Oh, trouble is brewing in that group," and then it, they're back at the house. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, this that was weird. Goes
0: fast, but it also, I don't know. There wasn't a there wasn't a lot that happened, and to me, it just seemed very disorganized
1: we am just know. trying to wrap some things up so I we can get to the next day. at the At the uh, at the end of her scene, Tabitha says it's too late and that Faith should have kept her daughter hidden. Mm. So we, right and
0: oh, she did we say this? Did we talk about how Tabitha says we did touch on it? I think Tabitha says that Charity is the one that we should be afraid of because she has the power. Mm-hmm. Just like Grace has power. Mm-hmm. And Faith doesn't really have any power. Yeah. But but Faith is the only one of these people who knows anything
1: about the power. Right. Yeah. She's like the... So that's pretty frustrating. Yeah. For her, I'm sure. She's like the Qui-Gon Jin. Oh, he had power. I power. don't know what that is. About talking about Star, Star Wars, Wars thing. thing. Yeah. But I'm wrong because he had all the power. All the
0: power. Yeah, he did.
1: I don't know. Well, doesn't know anything about Star Wars. I'm sorry. Sadly. Okay, so let's talk about the kids because Tabitha was spying on them. We can get through the kids. We're always just kind of trying to rush our way through them because they're not doing anything exciting yet. Mm -hmm. So when they do, we'll spend more time. But anyway, Kay and Jessica continue to bicker. All these two sisters do is fight. It's very sad, really. It's very annoying. They're constantly fighting over Miguel. Kay's like, one day I'm going to get you back for all of this. Shakes her fist at the heavens. (laughs) I don't know. Do you think... Are they setting us up for a love match between Kay, Kay and Reese? Reese? Yeah. Okay. I think so. That's, wasn't, what, that's where I'm at with it. That's what I thought, too. I yeah. wasn't sure if it was going to be Kay and Reese or Jessica and Reese because she's kind of... I think it's Kay and Reese because Kay is so
0: adamant against Reese, mm-hmm. right? She's so... Oh, what kind of girl... What girl would ever want to date a guy like that? What girl would ever date a geek like Reese and... You and I can see he's hot. Yeah, he's not an and ugly tomorrow, man. And tomorrow, at
1: the Mr. Harmony contest,
0: we're all going to
1: see he's hot. Yeah, they're going to stop parting his hair and that that harsh center part. We're all going to see he's hot. And yeah. I, it, a part of me thinks
0: that he's, yeah, like you said, the part's going to be gone, and he's going to be in, like, his swim trunks, no shirt, nothing, and they're not even going to fucking recognize him. No glasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: They won't know who he is because mm-hmm. they never really paid attention to him anyway. Exactly. They don't know what he looks like. Yeah. They just see some Coke bottle glasses. They're like, oh, that's the nerd. Nerd. Reese the nerd. Reese the bug guy. Reese is the, the guy for the, the, bugs. The uh, the insect. What did they say? The exotic insect guy? I don't remember. He's the bug guy. He's the bug guy. So they're teasing each other. Jessica and Kay fight. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, this was the dumbest part. <laughs> I guess they're like near a boardwalk because they see one of the, you know, those um, like tourist Binocular things mm-hmm. that you—I don't know what they're called, but they're—they've got like a podium almost. Yeah, that they're sitting so you can so you see can long like the, distances. You put your quarter in, yeah. and you can look through. So, Kay, I hope feigns... ignorance, ignorance, and doesn't—I <laughs> hope she's pretending that she doesn't know how to use this. You literally put twenty-five cents in, and then you can see, and you can like use the little dial to adjust yeah. the magnification. So. Regardless, she cannot seem to work this thing out, and so Miguel comes over to help her out and they chat a little and he's like, Oh yeah, I met this girl at the carnival, and Kay starts seeing red, she gets really upset. But Miguel She keeps like talking. almost throws up. She almost like pukes. And Miguel at the end and I think the reason is because Miguel's like, Oh, it's great hanging out with you. It's just like talking with one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> burn. God, give up. Sick Burn. Give up. <laughs> Yeah, so she's upset, and then Teresa, we'll talk about Teresa in a minute, she ends up back with this, like, group of kids, I guess, wherever they're hanging out. Because she
0: has been fired from a second job within 12 hours.
1: Yeah. Poor thing.
0: Right? So we, at the beginning of the episode, we also see Teresa, where we left her, which is dropping fish guts and heads all (laughs) over Ethan Crane, and trying to get the hell out of there, you know? Yeah. And oh, oh, and we learned that Marge is not named Marge. Alice. Her name is Alice. Her name is Alice. We got to the bottom of Alice, it. Alice the fish lady, and we'll probably never see her again. Nah, We've can't. learned her name, and we don't, we'll don't. we never see her again. R.I.P. Alice. We have no reason to go back to the fish cannery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. The New England canning company. We have no reason to go back. So, so Teresa, Teresa Flees. Teresa Flees changes her clothes,
1: so now she's in the park with the rest of the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. finds Whitney and... Tells her what happened to the cannery because the kids don't know. So she comes clean, tells Whitney what, what went down. Oh, and in the background while this is happening, Reese is like on his hands and knees in the <laughs> dirt. It is pitch black outside. Like it has got to be like 10 30, 11 p.m. He's like pretending to look at insects. Like it's so what, dumb. Dumbest cover ever. But you know, he committed. Yeah. He's really trying to see this through. Yeah. Yeah, Reese. <laughs> Yeah, so Jessica, oh no, sorry, Kay asks Teresa if, she's, if she is available tomorrow to help out with the Mr. Harmony contest. Right. She doesn't know what it is. She says, will you help out with the contest tomorrow? And Teresa, so this is just setting us up for another encounter with Teresa and Ethan, and Ethan. at the carnival. Yeah. So, what do we Bef- think is
0: going to be- happen? But before that, remember, Teresa is talking to Whitney. She says, she tells her what happens at the can- happened to the cannery, and she tells her she wants to go to the Crane Mansion to explain what, oh. like what happened. She wants to go to the cr- what, and at and it is at this point that Winnie is really very frustrated. She's like. W- why would you do that, Teresa? Teresa. Why would you do that? The lovable like, no, lunatic. No, you don't understand, Whitney. I must. I have to tell him. I have to tell him. He's like, no, you
1: don't have to tell him shit. Yeah, she's like, I have to tell him. I have to explain the situation, see if I can talk my way around this and get this job back before Luis finds out that I was fired for the second time in 12 hours. <laughs> Jesus. So um, at the end of that, Whitney is like, you know what? Why don't you come back to my place? You can spend the night. Luis will think that you're at work. He won't know that you are with me. We can try and find a way to fix this situation. We can solve this problem together. Yeah. So, you know, good on Whitney. She's a good friend. friend. Whitney's a good friend. Whitney's a good
0: friend. Yeah, actually, let's, speaking of Luis, let's talk about Luis. Remember at the end of the last episode, he found himself inside of the crane mansion because he heard gunshots come from the crane mansion. And he's a police officer, so he is bound by
1: his duty and honor. To check it all out, right? Yep. Make sure nobody's dead in this mansion. Also, he hates the cranes. So if there's any nonsense going on inside that house, he wants to know about He's gonna it. He's going to take the opportunity to arrest a crane mm-hmm. if he can get it.
0: So he goes in, b- bursts into this room where Ivy and Julian are, mm-hmm. and says, I heard gunshots. A crime has been committed here. You're not allowed to shoot guns yeah. in harmony or whatever. I don't know. Even though that seems very flimsy at
1: best. Well, but before he bursts in, he miss he misses the action because Suzanne starts off screaming. Oh, right. She goes, "You killed him! You killed Mister Crane! You killed your husband!" She's yelling at Ivy, and of course, he's fucking fine because Ivy used blanks. Oh, she she's she's says- like, oh, I wouldn't waste good bullets on you, Julian. They were blanks.
0: Yeah, she yeah, she. I lo- I really like Ivy. I am slightly obsessed with Ivy Crane. (laughs) I really am. She's great. To me, that was such a great line. Yeah. I I wouldn't waste good bullets on you, Julian. Just,
1: she's so great. You're not worth it. You're not worth the trouble of actually uh, murdering you. you. Yeah, Yeah. she's so great. Anyway. But she, uh, she, obviously, she fires Suzanne and she's like, if you ever tell anybody anything about this night, I will come after you. And this time, it will be with real bullets. Yeah, I'll so kill you. So, she is trying to keep this situation under wraps. S- yeah, she is, she's, uh, she's trying to keep the
0: situation under wraps. And so, she, and of course, she's like, and obviously, you're
1: fired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, right after this happens, Suzanne runs out of the room, and that's when Luis comes into the room. So, he misses this little altercation. And somehow, they miss each other on the stairs. Yeah, she, Suzanne probably took the The servants stare. So he
0: comes in, says there's a a crime has been committed here. I heard a woman scream and I heard bullet shots. Mm -hmm. Right. Julian and Ivy try to kind of talk themselves out of it. Luis isn't going to let go. He's a dog with a bone on this one. Mm -hmm. And personally, it frustrated me because the Cranes own this town. You know this there's no... And Ivy makes very good points. Like, there's no bullet holes. There's no victim. You just heard the gunshots. If somebody was hurt, you would see it. We didn't have time to move a body. Yeah. You know? And he's like, well, I got to take you both in, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. In the middle of all this, Ethan and Gwen show up (laughs) and come into this bedroom as well. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's a mansion. Why are you in here?
1: Yeah. Why are you all in here? Yeah. Anyway,
0: they come in and... So then the dynamic between Ivy and Julie, Julian kind of shifts. We notice that they try to play a normal couple around Ethan. Mm-hmm. That comes up and it's very important. So Ethan and Gwen show up. They're in the room now with Ivy and Julian and Luis. Julian basically is like kind of throwing his weight around and says, you know, I'm a crane. You need to get the fuck out of my house. Mm-hmm. All of this. He goes, makes a phone call in the background. Ivy continues saying, we were, we nothing happened here. We were listening to a radio program. It was really loud. There was gunshots. There was screaming. You've just misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Luis isn't buying it. He's like, nope, still got to take you both in. Doesn't matter. Crime was committed here. I heard gunshots. I know what I heard. Julian then stands up and says, uh, the m- officer, the mayor wants to speak to you. Mm-hmm. So then Luis, of course, talks to the mayor, and the mayor's like, what are you doing, man? Get out of there. <laughs> and so Luis has to leave, and <laughs> Ethan is like, good going, dad. Way to call the mayor. Way to call the mayor, He's dad. He's so proud of his the way his dad uses his influence, yeah. his money in politics. Because yeah. Julian says... Oh, well, I'm one of the biggest contributors to his
1: campaign. It's right, like, his ugh. reelection campaign.
0: Anyway,
1: so... Yo, gross. He leaves, and we see Ivy and Julian. that Their dynamic changes. Well, but before that happens, Ethan tells his parents that Luis is Pilar's son. Oh, right. Right, and, and so Ivy Julie- loves Pilar. And Ivy loves Pilar. So Julian is like, well... I st- I want his badge. I want his badge. We we need, we're gonna raise hell about this. Mm-hmm. And Ivy shoots him down. I was like, "This is Pilar's son. This would devastate her. We're not gonna do. We're not yeah, gonna she do says, this." Absolutely not. This is not happening. Right. So good for good for Ivy's great. Yeah. I love Ivy. Anyway, yeah. and uh, then they start talking because Ethan and Gwen leave, and she's telling her her husband Julian that she wants Ethan to have a good life. She wants him to be married to Gwen and live happily ever after. Basically, she wants for her son, Ethan, to have a happy life that she did not have with her husband, Julian, right? Right. Well, and she is saying all of this because they, in front of Ethan
0: and Gwen, put on quite a show. Yeah. Right? They put on a very, not necessarily loving, but very normal, how they talk to each other and smiles, you Mm -hmm. know, and the the second they walk out the second ethan leaves the room their faces change their body physicality yeah. everything changes the and, vitriol really and comes he out. turns back to her and he's like are you proud of yourself yeah you know and she and then they have this these moments with each other that are very very negative and they do
1: not like each other at all yeah yeah as they're talking about Ethan, Julian kind of interrupts her, interrupts Ivy, and she's like, well, why do you only care about Ethan and not the other kids? So they they mention that again, and Ivy says something about him being the oldest crane, but she loves all of her children equally. Right. And then Julian, I don't know, twists the words around somehow and tries to put the moves on Ivy when, not five minutes earlier, he had another woman in his bed.
0: Yeah he says you know i find you magnificent Ugh. and it, it, you you we don't share a room not because i'm not attracted to you it's by your choice basically again this goes back to why he said to her you only care about ethan because she the reason they put on the show is because she wants him to feel like he has a somewhat normal life yeah. right and so uh, he they fake it in front of Ethan, but she hates him.
1: Yeah. She hates him. She, yeah, she despises Julian. And utterly. she says
0: to him, he, so he's kind of putting the moves on her. And she says to him, we had our bargain and I kept up my end of the deal. Mm-hmm. You have your children, but you'll never have me again. I wrote that down too. Cause I thought it was so good. What a great line. Yeah. You'll never have me again. And she leaves. She walks
1: out the door and then she takes out, I think,
0: a locket. That same thing that she had pulled out of that purse. Remember she had that clutch and she pulled something out when they were talking about Sam Bennett. Because he says to her as she's leaving, you're a cold woman and you could never love anyone. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Right, so and so she, she pulls that pulls locket. Pulls that locket
1: out, and she opens it up. She's looking at it, she says, You're so wrong, Julian. So she obviously still has feelings for... Sam Bennett. Sam, yeah.
0: We haven't... We don't know They for haven't sure, told us that, but they but basically... it's very I mean, obvious. come on. Sam yeah.
1: Bennett. They're not trying to pull the wool over our eyes no. on this one. No. So that happens. Yeah, that happens. Ethan and Gwen uh, have left at this point. They're getting in the car, and Ethan has devised a plan... Basically, he's going to, he wants to try and use Luis, because he knows that he's an officer who hates the cranes, to help him to, I don't really understand Do you hear, the do plan. You hear how dumb it is? I mean, the plan doesn't it's make sense so at all. It's so dumb. He Basically, hates you, so he's going to help you? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I think he, I think the idea is, is he, if this officer can arrest Ethan's stalker, then it will bring bad press to the Crane family name. It's not, it's, it's, I think, it's not brilliant. Well, what he I don't sa- know.
0: Basically what he says is, maybe that officer can help us find my stalker since he's so interested in the Cranes. But he said we,
1: if, he's talking to Gwen, he says, if we can track down this girl, maybe the officer can arrest her. So yeah. he and Gwen are going to do the work of tracking down Teresa because they don't know that it's Teresa. They don't, and they also don't know that, obviously it's Louisa's yeah. sister. It does, it's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't ha- make sense. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, it's dumb. Have we talked about the fact that there's now an opening for a job at the Crane mansion? Right. We
1: talked about <laughs> that
0: in the in yeah, earlier in this episode. That she right? would get fired and she is now fired. She got fired, maybe Teresa And will be Teresa there. and Teresa got fired. Teresa needs a job. Teresa's
1: looking for employment.
0: And I think she's gonna find it. At the Crane Mansion. I think
1: you might be right. I think she's
0: going to find it at the Crane Mansion.
1: Do I we have anything think else? you might be right. No, we didn't have any Sheridan in, in this episode. I'm okay with that. I think that's it. That's it. I think we got we got through most of it. All right. Yeah, I'm looking through my notes. I don't see anything.
0: Yeah, so... Well, as always, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Pat, at Passions Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can write to us and at passionspodcast at gmail.com and tell us whatever you want who cares just like ask us questions about our lives I don't care or about predictions for passions yeah and uh you can watch passions with us follow the in follow the links in the description below to one of the YouTube channels there's plenty just choose your favorite and anything
1: else? I don't know I don't think so I'm gonna take a nap now I'm never going to sleep again. I'm so tired that I'm not tired, you know? Never
0: going to sleep
1: again. Exactly. (laughs) Well, with that, everyone,
0: you you are my passion for life.